then I started doing, okay, I have to get my workout in. So I'll do it early in the morning. But before I work out, I will do my positive readings. I'll pray and just have that, that little bit of time in the morning for peace to imagine visioning and all of that stuff. And all of that stuff has just, it really has changed my life. I can't tell you the peace that I have. Even things are not perfect in my life now. You know, of course not. We all have challenges, but I still have that inner peace. Right. And I've accepted. And the more I talk about this, the more peace that comes to me. So it's been really life-changing. These these little routines, little tweaks that you can make to your day. I'm getting shivers again, just thinking about how far I've come in the last few years. It's so awesome. But these little things can make such a big difference in your day. It's awesome. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right. I'm going to show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. So with it being Mental Health Awareness Month, I thought this couldn't have come at a more timely Uh, time. And uh, I'm really looking forward to listening today to this one. Nancy Daniels is an expert in public speaking and video coaching. And she really shows her clients how to confidently speak, you know, on camera at work, you know, it doesn't have to be someone that's just, you know, working in front of the camera. But she's got, you know, 25 years of experience as a radio and TV reporter. She actually helped me do the launch of my podcast, you know, but now she's pivoted and she is teaching business owners and professionals how to come across, you know, and become engaging with, you know, the person watching, you know, in addition to like just in their team at work. But what I really love about this episode as we've already recorded it is Nancy talks about her mental health struggles and being diagnosed, you know, for over 40 years, you know, misdiagnosed. And so today you're really going to walk away. I mean, I know I was very, very surprised in what I have labeled things like OCD, what it is, what it isn't, how to manage it. And really she shows you how to overcome it. So I'm so excited for this episode today. Okay. So with it being Mental Health Awareness Month, this couldn't have come at better timing for the podcast. And Well, you're just going to have to bear with me having a pretty raspy voice. Um, This just comes with the territory of being on chemo and found out that it's one of the side effects. So y'all are just going to have to get used to it. But today I have a very special guest. And, you know, what's so cool about this guest is, you know, she was actually a client of our companies years ago. I'm talking like back before Facebook. Back, I think even probably around the time that I found Eric through Lean Bodies Consulting. So it's been a while. And then fast forward to a couple of years ago, she um, came back to LBC. I then was her coach and she, one, helped me launch the podcast. Okay. Two, 
She helped me get it recognized and a lot of awareness around it. But through it, I got to watch Nancy really grow. So Nancy, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Oh, thank you. I'm honored and thrilled and excited to be here. And I wonder that I like to do all my edifying, you know, ahead of time. So y'all are going to already know what Nancy does, but we're going to dive into it today because, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, of course, with the mental health, so many people are affected by it, especially right now. I mean, I think it's important for us to have this awareness once a year, but I think now with COVID and everybody, you know, being in a, a lockdown, I mean, Europe and Canada, and we're still struggling with that there, you know, um, how do you feel now already going through so much, um, you know, work and doing the therapy? And I mean, you, you took my course and we, we dive into mm -hmm. the inner work. Has that helped you manage through these last 20 months? Oh my gosh, it's everything. I swear to God, if I had not taken that future self course with you, I would not be where I am today. I mean, my mental health struggles aside, because we're going to get into that in a second in terms of the OCD that I've struggled with, the issue of having to deal with the pandemic, lockdown after lockdown, and just being cooped up for so long, I can't tell you what the discipline, the motivation, and everything that you taught me in that future self-formula class has done for me. I mean, it's taken me from zero to two thousand overnight, you know, because I have been able to apply all of those lessons in terms of showing up as your best self and being disciplined and, and making sure that you're intentional with what you want to do. I have been able to apply those lessons throughout this pandemic. And thank goodness I had LBC and you and the home gym, of course, to help me because otherwise I don't know how or what I would have done during the last 18 months. It would have been awful. Well, and you're, you're a high achiever. And I think that kind of comes with the, in times that we can't control it, it, it can make it harder for people not realizing that it is the daily practices. It is like you said, finding clarity on what you want. I mean, back when we first started that course, there was a handful of people that were kind of in a stuck place where they weren't enjoying what they were doing. They felt like there was more called on their heart to do and just didn't know really how to get there. And then the power of like collaboration, like I've seen this myself. I know you have too, that if I wasn't in the circles that I was paying to be in, I wouldn't have found the people that I needed to find to get my message out. Right. And I'm so thankful that I found you because, you know, I followed lean bodies consulting throughout all those years and I was still really loving weightlifting and all of those things. And then I found you again after a really, really tough time in my life. And I'm so glad I dove into it again because it brought me further along the road in terms of healing, self-discovery, learning who I am and where I want to be. And yes, it was put on my heart that I needed to be more and that I could be more. And I watched you, Amy. And I saw you going through all of these struggles with cancer and still fighting and still showing up every day, 5.30 a.m. to those um, workout classes we did online yes, yes. at the beginning of the pandemic. And I thought, well, like, I have no excuse. Like, there are no excuses here. She shows up every day intentionally and does it. And those days when I don't, and I still do this to this day, those days when I don't want to get up at 4.30 or I don't want to do something, whatever it is, I think to myself, okay, Amy's doing this. What is my problem? Because she is struggling and just kills it and crushes it every day. 
And you really pushed me to the point where I said, you know what, actually, I'm getting shivers up my spine now, just Mm. thinking about how much I've changed in the last two years. And it's just been a wonderful journey because I wake up every day now and I have peace in my heart. And that to me is true happiness is the peace. Some people think true happiness will be lots of money, a house, new car, whatever. That doesn't bring you the happiness, folks. It's peace internally with who you are. And that course taught me that it was okay to embrace my weaknesses as well as my strengths. And one of my weaknesses, I mean, it's not really a weakness. I consider it a superpower now, is my OCD. I have a mental health condition, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is not necessarily just hand washing, which everybody thinks we can get into that. But I embraced that and started talking about it. And that was because of the course that I had with you. And all of a sudden, all of this shame that I had surrounding the OCD and the mental health challenges I had just started to disappear. And I started talking about it on my Instagram page. And then people started coming to me and saying, wow, I didn't know that that was what OCD was about. And you, you just find an incredible amount of strength when you let go of some of those hangups yes. from your past it's, life, it, right? It's surrendering, right? It's surrendering. Yeah. And then I find that then the people sharing with you, it's therapy for you as well, right? Because you're like, I'm I'm not alone. And, and you feel good that you're helping someone else, right? And it feels great. And if I can help, I always say like whenever I do a podcast or whenever I post about OCD, I always say if I can help one person understand what OCD really is, then that's everything. I've made a huge difference in the world because a lot of people think OCD is about hand washing, making sure things are neat and arranged and cleaned and all of that. But OCD is actually considered one of the most debilitating mental illnesses you can have. And it's not just about hand washing. That's only a minor of them. But what it is, it's all about intrusive thoughts. So mm. it can be intrusive thoughts about sexual harm, um, get violent images and sexual images stuck in your brain that go around in a loop. It can be about worrying about accidentally hitting and running someone, like running over someone with a car um, and getting that stuck in your head. It can be harming a loved one. So you are a good person and you know it, but all of a sudden you get this weird intrusive thought that says, you're going to take that knife and stab someone with it. Wow. And I love Wow. Okay. So I'm getting chills because I think you're right. This is one of the most debilitating because people are probably afraid to then share those thoughts. So let's go back because I know you were misdiagnosed like over 30 years ago. So oh, yeah. take me, take me back to one when you, when you found out you, well, first what you were diagnosed with, then what happened to get you here? Oh my gosh. It, well, I had to diagnose myself and I finally went to a doctor and I said, is this OCD? But it started when I was about 10 or 12 years old. And it started with a fear of knives that um, I was in a kitchen. I was just chopping a salad or something, you know, and you know, I, I suddenly had this weird thought, you're going to stab someone in your family with that knife, stab them. Kind of, it kind of comes out of nowhere and says, stab them. And then the thing with OCD is, is that you accept the thought and you say, oh my God, because I had that thought, that means I am going to stab someone. And that means I am a bad person, a killer, serial murderer, whatever it is. 
And then it goes around in a loop and you perform compulsions to get rid of the thought that the compulsions can make it worse. Okay. Wow. So the, yeah. So the people who hand wash, they're trying to get rid of a germ, let's say, but by doing that hand washing, it makes it worse and makes them think they have germs even more. So if it's a fear of knives or you're going to stab someone, you know, if you try to avoid knives, it will get worse. So they say the best, the best therapy for OCD is exposure response therapy. It's where it's almost like facing the fear of it and doing it anyway, picking up that knife and chopping it. You're really not going to stab someone, but because you accepted this intrusive thought into your head, you think you're a bad person and it won't go away. And they say that OCD is considered a problem in your life. If you accept the thoughts and you ruminate and Think about the thoughts for more than 20 minutes a day. When it, for me, when my OCD got, was the worst it ever was, was when I was 42. I was obsessing 24 seven. I had wow. zero relief from the thoughts and they were all harm related, um, intrusive thoughts. And I was accepting them and I was trying to get rid of them. I would, you know, um, take my fingernails and press them into my forehead because the pain caused by the fingernails being pressed in my forehead took the pain away from my mind. So I was really close to cutting, but then when you get really close to cutting, you're, then you think, Oh my God, I am a bad person. I get this knife in my hand or for a razor blade and I try and cut myself. Then what if I actually cut someone else? So it just goes around in a loop and you think you're a bad person. I got to the point where I was sleeping with a Bible under my pillow because I thought, well, maybe this is a spiritual thing. You know, maybe I just need more God in my life. So I started doing that. I mean, then that became obsessive. So it was 24 seven. I couldn't leave the house. I was scared to take care of my kids. I would, I couldn't eat literally. I went down to 95 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And like, literally if I had one piece of toast throughout the day, that was considered a good day for me. I mean, it was just insane and I could not. And then I finally went to a doctor because the thoughts to me thought, okay, maybe this is OCD. I thought OCD was all about hand washing. Same, same. You're teaching me right now. I know. I know. And, and then he said, well, yes. Oh God. As soon as I knew what it was, I was like, so relieved. I was like, oh, so that's what I have. Okay. So now we can come up with a plan. We can figure it out. Right. As soon as you know, you can come up with a plan. But I'd been battling those thoughts for 30 years and they would ebb and flow. Some days they would be bad. Some days it would be okay. Sometimes they'd be extreme and they'd last for almost a year. Wow. And then they go away. And also I, I kept going to psychotherapists and psychologists and they kept saying, oh, you have to do some, a deep dive into your childhood. You know, what kind of childhood traumas? You know, all of these things I had to go through. And I, so I did all of that work, childhood trauma work, you know, ego work, all of that stuff, but they weren't going away Wow! because no one told me this was OCD. Isn't that amazing once you're able to, you know, I mean, I always say like, if you've got a problem, the best thing is to, the first step is once you know, it's such a relief. It's like when I got the plan for, you know, my, my cancer plan, it was like, okay, well now at least I know what I need to face and I know what I need to do. Until then, the uncertainty can be so debilitating. And I'm sure because it's a mental health issue, like cancer gets praised. But man, if you've got a mental health issue, you're crazy. We're not going to be around you or 
And, and, and that is why so many people I think are afraid to share. Like, cause as I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, you know, I don't think, I mean, I know I did not know this. And so I know a lot of people listening are going, wow, this is not at all what I thought OCD was. No, I know. Wow. And, and everybody says that. Like when I say to people, I have OCD, they look at my hands. They think I'm going to have raw <laughs> hands from washing them. I'm like, okay, it's not what you think. It's completely different. Yes, it can manifest itself in hand washing and the fear of germs and getting this, you know, those thoughts stuck in your head, because that's what Hollywood portrays it as. But yes. it's much deeper than that. So, you know, if when it was at its height, if if there was a story on the news, let's say about hit and run accident with a car, my gosh, that would get stuck in my head. And then I check mm. my card, I do a little circle walk around my car three or four times. So anyone stuck under there? You know, you hit a, a right. pothole in the road. You wow. think, oh, I just ran over someone. And you go back and wow. check. And there are people who actually, when they're driving, because they the hit and run one is so prevalent that whenever they hit a pothole, they have to turn around and check and then recheck and then recheck wow. again. And and then it, it can get into that counting thing where, okay, I'll check 10 times if I actually was just hitting a pothole and then I'll go on. But then they'll say, was that today I did the 10 steps or was that yesterday? Oh, I'm going to go back again. So it's so hard probably to focus like on your dreams and aspirations because your head is just so congested with these types of thoughts, right? Yes. So what would you say to someone? I mean, one, first getting awareness around it and having some acceptance. I think like even if some, you know, with any mental health issue, acceptance and it is so much bigger than the, the fear of unknown, in my opinion, you know, like because oh, yeah. you can then tackle it. But what are some of the things on a day-to-day basis that you find for yourself really help to keep you where you are, like centered and not as worried? I mean, obviously, we're never going to have perfection with this, I'm assuming, you know, and no. you're going to have times. But one, what tends to trigger it? And two, what are things you do to help manage it? Well, the thing, there's so much in that question, but um, day to day for me, I find that discipline, uh, routine to be very important. The I used to travel a lot for work and I'd be traveling all over the world. And there were times where even though I was on medication, because I'm a big believer in medication and doing that, it would still get triggered because there was no routine in that. Um, so discipline and routine are really, really important for OCD. Acceptance, obviously. and I can't remember the last part of your question. I wanted to address it. What was the last well, part? Well, then, well, we, so things that trigger it, but then what, what are some of the things that obviously you do to manage? So keeping a routine is probably key, yeah. like same wake up time, same attempt at sleep. Yep. Same, all of that stuff. So, and now, and, and thanks to the future self formula that you taught me about is I started implementing a morning routine, which I'd never had before. I just get up, I grab a cup of coffee, boom, gone. Right. And then I started doing, okay. I have to get my workout in, so I'll do it early in the morning. But before I work out, I will do my, you know, positive readings. I'll pray and and just have that that little bit of time in the morning for peace to yes. imagine visioning and all of that stuff. And all of that stuff has just it really has changed my life. I can't tell you the peace that I have even you know, I mean, things are not perfect in my life now, you know, of course not. We all have challenges, but I still have that inner peace. Right. And I've accepted. And the more I talk about this, the more peace that comes to me. 
So oh. it's been really life-changing. These, these little routines, little tweaks that you can make to your day. I'm getting shivers again, just thinking about how far I've come in the last few years. It's so awesome. But these little things can make such a big difference in your day. It's awesome. Yes. It really what is. I love too is that's two times now that you've praised yourself. And that is something that we do not do enough. I mean, I know when I teach the daily agreement cards, you know, on like day two, you need to share a win and be very overly excited about it to teach your brain because we are like always walking around afraid to like brag on ourselves or we're like, that's not a big enough thing when really just getting up every day and showing up is a big thing for a lot of people. Like, you know, and we don't share that enough. The other thing I thought of when you were saying these things, because I, I learned a lot about like bipolar this last year and that a healthy diet is important, oh, yes. you know, like that your nutrition, so many people are forgetting that think about your fuel, what you're fueling your brain with, what you're fueling your body with. And, you know, those were a couple of the, what people would assume are obvious, you know, I mean, I'm a big proponent of medication too, but they're like, listen, when you travel, you need to be very careful with like your sleep hygiene and your habits around your morning and evening routine and your nutrition, because that can trigger people with bipolar, which was, I mean, I did not know that that was very surprising to me. And that I'm doesn't sure you surprise that. me at all now because all those years when I was traveling and it was insane travel, there's some days I would wake up and I think, okay, what country am I in? I'm in a hotel. I don't know what country I'm in. Like it was that crazy, right? You know, go from country to country, you know, continent to continent. And, and no, I was not intentional with my morning routine. Didn't even really understand how important that was. I was not intentional with my nutrition it, because, you know, part of it is because you're just constricted. You're in a different country. You can't, you know, bring your food with you. It's different tastes. And, you know, you might be served fish for breakfast. Okay. Fish for breakfast, which is unusual for us right here in North America. Right. But all of these things, I was not intentional with it. I would just eat, you know, if they put chocolate in front of me, okay, I'll eat that, whatever. You know, I just got to get through this day. And then they all right. go out at night and drink and I would follow them, which really bad idea. Never good for you. Drinking right. is never good for a mental health issue because you'll want to drink away your problems, but not a good idea. Right. And it interrupts your sleep patterns as well. So exactly. It gives yeah. you the false that you think you're sleeping because you wake up, you know, you might pass out and then wake up in the morning, but it's not that, you know, good sleep. And again, you know, put combine a couple days like that for someone and that can just be the trigger, even if they're on medication. And even if that medication has been consistent, that's the other thing I've learned. You know, I'm, I heard the analogy and I'm sure this is similar with OCD is that with mental health issues, you've got this pot of boiling water and the lid is on it and yep. the lid's keeping it in control. But just like with any boiling water, you know, that pot, the, the lid will sometimes kind of pop off. Yes. Those are those are the daily challenges that come. And if you've got too many that build up before, you know what that pot, that the water's blowing, boiling Absolutely. over, right? And you don't well, want that to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've learned all these things. And now I'm just in this great space. You know, I may not have as quote unquote, good of a job as some people would say, oh, that's such an exotic, exciting job. You're traveling. Yeah, no, I'd rather be doing this and staying at home and working with different people like you and you know, public speaking, oh. coaching, whatever it might be. I'd rather be doing this than traveling around the world. 
And it's, it's your passion. And I can see this is your purpose. So, you know, Nancy helped me when I was launching, you know, she re- built out my press release, which was incredible because I am not great at those things. But what I love you more for, honestly, is you have to follow Nancy and her stories because you show up every day. I mean, <laughs> I have to praise you because I still struggle at times to be like, what are people going to think of me? Or is this is this not funny? And you are always out there. One, you show up with props, you know, you're like, and you, you teach all of us because even if you don't think that you need someone to teach you, like in public speaking, maybe your job is not in, in that arena. Here's the thing. Communication is everything. And if you can learn to become a better communicator, it's just going to even help you in your business. Even if you never have to be in front of a camera, like that's one yeah. thing I've learned. So, you know, tell me about how you, cause you used to be, like you said, traveling and now you've gone into business for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know this through future self journal or future self um, course that you started to really put down yeah. your, uh, what you wanted. You were clear on, this is what I want to do. What are you doing now? So my audience knows. I am so excited because, you know, and, and it was that course that really put it in front of me that I want and I knew I needed to be more than I was at that particular point. So I am now a public speaking coach. You'll find me on Instagram at I am Nancy Daniels. And I just love it so much because it's so much fun teaching people all the things that I've learned in my life. I used to be a reporter. I started off my career as a reporter in radio, and then I got into TV, and then I got into um, public relations, and I was a press secretary up here in Canada for a politician. So I've been on both sides of the microphone. I understand the importance of communication, not just from you know a relationship point of view, but in business. And it doesn't matter where you are. 75% of the population is scared of public speaking. 75%. So If you become a really good public speaker, or even if you just overcome that fear, you're going to be in this coveted 25%. And let me tell you, that is the place you want to be, especially if you want a career that's a little bit different from everybody else. The reason why I traveled all around the world all those years in my previous job was because I was a good public speaker. And my boss, Mm. at the time, he'd say, Nancy, you're a best speaker. I need you in Paris. Wow. Well, gee, thank right. you. I'll go to Paris. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> right, right. Um, that was before I knew how, how painful traveling could be. But, you know, that was because I was a good public speaker. I knew how to stand up and communicate and, you know, relate to the people in the audience. It's all about relationship with your audience, whoever they might be. And that is what made my career. So now I'm teaching everybody else how to become a good public speaker and how to communicate effectively at work. And, it, and it's so much fun. Oh, and, and you have, I think you bring something extra in that you've been on both sides where you also have a lot of these connections, you know what they're looking for, you know, and, and so that you can also help, you know, this person, you know, versus like, let's say someone's going to um, like, what are they called? Someone where they do improv Toastmasters, right? Yes. Like yes. maybe that's going to help you kind of, but it's not going to teach you what they're looking for. And you really helped me with that. Like even building that press release, you know, you were like, I mean, I, and I remember saying to you back then, like, you got to leave your job because you have <laughs> so much more to offer people. And, you know, so you, you kind of bring both in where you're able to one, help them with the public speaking, but also be like, 
you know, this is, especially if someone want, has a purpose on their heart and they want it to, to get out to the masses, it's not easy anymore. I mean, I learned that too. Like no. you really do need to know someone or know someone that knows someone because media is not the way that it was, you know, decades ago. No. So no. they get, they get inundated with so many things that you got to stand out. And this is where I think you really help people. And then not only do you need to stand out, then when they do the interview, you can't bomb it because it doesn't matter how good your story is. If you are not able to communicate it, no one's going to feel it the way that maybe you feel in your heart. So, so what do you offer? Like, what do you, you know, like if someone's listening and they're like, okay, I, this is pulling on me right now. I need to, I need to learn this. Well, I offer everything from media training, which is how to deal with the media. And that's sort of what you and I did together when you were launching your podcast. I put together a press release, a mini bio for you, and I sent it out to my media contacts. So I can help in that respect. I also have one-on-one private coaching for public speaking. So if you're struggling just being able to, you know, put two sentences together when you're at work and you get fearful when you have to speak up at a meeting, I can help you out with that. There's a new eight-week program, one-on-one coaching with me. I can help people out with that. And I do a little bit of everything. I can even teach people how to write a press release and how to communicate with reporters and how to pitch a story to a reporter Mm -hmm. so that if they have a new podcast coming out like you did, you know, what will make it stand out to the reporter to make the reporter pick up the phone and call you and say, yeah, this sounds like a different type of podcast and I really want you on my show. And it is worth everything because, you know, I have it actually framed here in my office. Like I was front page of the Hamilton Spectator. And I mean, this is not a small newspaper. I mean, we've got 600,000 people in our city. And I I mean, I completely attribute that to one, you knowing how to write my press release to, to get their attention Two, you reached out to everyone. You did all that legwork for me that I mean, I didn't even know what to do. And then my podcast launched top 10 because then it got out and you know, more people were able to see it. And the trajectory then of my my podcast 10x just by that first month, wow. to be honest. You know, I didn't and know and, that. You're telling yes, me all yes. this stuff. I didn't know. Well, and I wow. I didn't know the stats until you know now my you know my ex-husband is my podcast editor and yes. he now has a handful to be able to see the comparisons. And he's wow. like, Amy, I mean, that was such a game changer for you because I was in front of a lot more people, you know, that I would have never been able to see because, you know, we see this with social media, like your algorithm just shows you like the same 20 people all the time, I know, right? I know, I know. That's right. It's so annoying sometimes. Yes. And right, that's where the media right. comes in handy. That's where, you know, knowing how to pitch the media and knowing what to say to them to get them interested. And that's because I used to be a reporter. So I know what reporters look for and there are little tips and tricks that you can you can just learn from that aspect. And then also public speaking. If you know how to communicate your story and what the reporter wants for their audience, then you're really in a great position to get really good pickup with your story. Oh, I love it. Well, this was great because you know what? We kind of tackled two things that, you know, are, they're totally not 
interlinked, but they can be. And to see someone like you overcome, you know, something that I know a lot of people, I mean, now listening to you, that's so debilitating. It causes so much shame because I'm sure people are like, what's wrong with me, you know, but you show the overcome. And that's what I love is that you are such an overcomer. I mean, Nancy, I know we've had some emotional moments together over the growth you've had, the growth I've had. And it's so exciting for me to see you now on this other side, like really sharing your passion. And so if you were listening, you need to, I mean, I'll have it in the show notes. You need to go follow Nancy because I'll tell you, she is hilarious with, you get all your props and you really give so much away for free. Like you're always teaching little things like camera angle and stuff that I just have taken for granted. And while, Hey, I've been able to get my message across. It doesn't mean we can't be better because we're in a competitive space. You know, I, I want to catch someone's eye because I'm on a mission to share, you know, my story, just like you are. So I'm, I'm so thankful that you came on today and with it being mental health awareness month, this is like the perfect time. And I'm, I know someone listening today is going to either one think, okay, this is me. And I'm okay. I can overcome this. I now have mm. some strategies, you know, and, uh, and no, no more shame, right? Because we know that shame leads to, I mean, I, I sabotage myself when I'm in that shame place. And then I just, I can't, I, I feel unworthy of all the great things that, you know, I know are there for me. So I think you I've again that too. for, yeah, I know we've, we've had good conversations <laughs> about that. We'll yeah. have to do a, a fireside chat about that one. Yeah. But, yeah, for um, sure. Thank you so much I'm for just, having me. This is just, just, just amazing. And I just love following you and I love you so much. And I know you're oh. going to crush it with this cancer again. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm on a mission. As you know, if you've been following along, I have a goal to be a top 100 podcast. And it's less about that top 100 and more about, I want to make an impact. I want more people to hear Effort and learn from all the mistakes that I've made, along with me bringing on really special guests for you. So my ask here is this. I want you to screenshot this episode today and share it on your social media. Share it with a friend, you know, tag me in it. Go give me a review you, of course, if you're really feeling it and rate me, you know, this is the only way things are going to get seen here. And in a big world of tons and tons of podcasts, I'm hoping that you're going to choose mine and help me on my mission.